0: Welcome to the Shalhaba Community Church Podcast. We hope you're encouraged by the following message. This morning, it's my great joy to begin a series called Unwrapping Our, Our Gifts. Um, this is a series that God laid on my heart at the end of last year. We've been waiting for a time to be able to launch this series. And so I felt, felt uh, just as we were thinking about the next few months that today would be a good day to begin this series and We're not going to rush into this series. We're not going to skip over um, 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 things. I I believe that we'll probably take about 10 weeks to go through uh, the series in its entirety um, to really unwrap and look at what the Bible says about our spiritual gifts with the hope and the potential of thinking about and pondering on what are mine or your spiritual gifts that God has, has given you. And this is the series that we want to begin today. A couple of weeks ago, we had the the National Day of Prayer and Fasting that was here. It was a great day. We felt very, very encouraged in having so many people come right through the day. It was six hours of prayer. Uh, I arrived in the morning, um, probably it was around 9 a.m. I think it um, started around 9.30 anyway. I, I, I wasn't aware, but I was asked as soon as I arrived to open the day in prayer. So I was a little bit like I don't know what to pray, you know, because we can all make up prayers, can't we? Just say anything. Uh, I think it's important that we're not like that, though. We sort of wait. So I was in the front row, and, and I really felt that, 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 that God really, really laid on my heart. It was about a minute before I, I came up here and had the microphone, and I really thought felt that God wanted me to pray for the church across Australia, that it would receive a, a fresh revelation of the gifts of the Holy Spirit and that there, there would be no more, no more a, a, a sense of being ashamed of the manifestation of the Holy Spirit in the church today. Amen. And it reminded me of a scripture in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. And it says this. It says, this is, this is each of us this morning. It says, but you shall receive power. Uh, the word there, power in the Greek, is, is uh, defined as dunamis, miraculous power. So you shall receive dunamis, miraculous power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you should be my witness um, to me in Jerusalem, in Judea, Samaria, and all the ends of the earth. Now, in the coming weeks, we're going to do a baptism. Uh, excuse me, we're going to do a series, a, a sermon, um, wholly and solely on the baptism of the Holy Spirit and speaking in other tongues. So we're going to do a whole morning where we just unwrap that what baptism in the Holy Spirit looks like. So I'll. Really look forward to that. But that scripture was the one that he gave me on on that morning. And today the series is just just really about understanding um, what what God has done for us and what God has placed within us. And today my hope is over the coming weeks that we each begin to start to seek God in discovering our gifts and then in turn start to work out how we can use them uh, to serve one another. Amen this is what this series is about and there might be many people here that are well versed in in the gifts of the spirit and I would hope so but my prayer and I know Rachel's prayer is that there would be an explosion of the manifestation of the Holy Spirit amongst His people amen that was such a pathetic clap such a pathetic clap Max and Helen just really uh just really want to honor you both uh, we regularly hear about your small group and your pastoral care for people. Um, we, we regularly hear about it. And just wanted to honor you both this morning for for your shepherding and your love for people. Um, it, it means a lot to so many people. Amen. And I uh, just wanted to share that this morning. You're just good people and we're so blessed to have you um, as part of the team and um, as a Connect Group leader. Amen. So it's our hope that we would see just such an explosion. And this morning, if uh, you were to ask me today, what is the best kept secret in the church today? I would say that the church is not fully knowing what supernatural gifts God has entrusted to us. And I want to say something this morning, and I'm going to shout it out as best I can, and uh, maybe turn me down a little bit if you need to over there. But listen to this, you and I are gifted and endowed with supernatural abilities. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 8 says this: Therefore he says when he Jesus ascended on high he led captivity and he gave gifts to men. I believe this. Satan plans or his plan is to do all that he can to deceive and to blind the believer of their full potential. In fact, I want you to listen to the words of the Apostle Paul speaking to the early church in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I believe today, right now in this point of our lives, in this point of our season in this church, that these words are as important to us today as they were to those millennia ago. And this is what he says. He says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant, to not know or to not understand. Now, listen to it again. Paul's saying, now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. I believe today that there is far too much ignorance around the gifts of the Holy Spirit in the church today. And God, over the next number of weeks, I believe and trust is going to really stir our hearts. Amen. To stir our hearts to really start to ponder and think about how has he gifted me? How has he endowed me? How has he um, um, filled me with his great grace and released within me a supernatural ability? Amen? And I believe that God is about to do that. Many years ago, I was reading a, um, a book um, by a gentleman that's well known. Uh, his name's... Uh, um, Bill Hybels. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Private little joke going on. It's all good. Well, I was reading this book and I really, really, when I read it, it really challenged me. Because he, he was talking about Christians and, and uh, the working of the Holy Spirit within the believer's life. And he was talking about accountability, how God is going to hold us to account for what he did with what he gave us. Now, we're going to finish with, a, with a, some verses later that deal with that. But many people think when, when, when we start to think about God's going to hold us to account for what he gave us, we, we start to think about money, dollars. And then we also start to think about possessions as well. But Bill Hybels was going on to say, no, no, it's much more than that. It's about holding us to account for what we did with the supernatural gifts that he gave us, that he deposited within us. And he said this, he said, the pop pop quiz question for every Christian that they should be able to answer is, if I was to ask you the question, what are your top three spiritual gifts? He said that every believer should know what their top three spiritual gifts are. He said that for a believer, that should be just a, a starting point, a baseline, a no brain, and that we should all identify and take the time to identify as to what our top three spiritual gifts are. So my question to you this morning is this. Today, can you? Don't feel bad if you can't, because we're on this journey together. Amen. But today, can you? Can you identify what your top three spiritual gifts are? If I asked you the question, would you be able to tell me what they are? Maybe some people can. Maybe some people can't. My top three uh, spiritual gifts, number one is leadership. Number two is wisdom. And number three is administration. Now, all the staff would laugh at me about that right now. They're all giggling in their hearts, Administration. But when I look at administration, I would die with all the detail. I am not a micro-administrator. But macro-administration, I love. The big picture, amen. Don't get me to do all the small stuff because I just die on the Spirit. But my third gift is administration. Seeing the bigger picture, being able to move it all around. But again, coming back to the thought, can you identify what your top three spiritual gifts are? So this morning, we want to just dig a little bit more and listen to some commands from the Scriptures. This, these are from the Scriptures. The first one is 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10. It says this about you and my gifts. It says, As each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. What does it say? As each one has received a what? Don't you just speak it out like a little gift. As each one has received a what? A gift. In a minute, I'm going to highlight the definition of what that word there, gift, means. Because if you just start discover and understand, you're not going to go, God's given me a gift. i am gifted. When you discover... You'll go, glory to God, I'm gifted. So 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10, as each one has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. The gift is given to us through and by the grace of God. Hallelujah. Then Romans chapter 12, verse 6, it says this, having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us... Sit on them and never do nothing with them. Isn't that what it says? Sit on your gift, live your life, come to church, pay your tithe, but never use your gift. It doesn't say that. What does it say to do? To use your gift. There's different references to the word gifting, and there's three three primary. Texts of scriptures in the New Testament that deal with giftings, and we will deal with them in more depth in the coming weeks. But the primary word gift, the Greek definition of it, I want to bring to your attention this morning and then highlight what it actually means because again as each one has received a gift minister to one another having then gifts different according to the grace that it has given us let us use them in serving one another in both reference to that word gift there the greek definition of that word is uh charisma or we would say it like this charisma this is the definition of the word charisma before we move any further with this journey this morning, I want to share with you the biblical definition of the word gift described in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10, and Romans chapter 12, verse 6. This is the Greek definition of the word gift. This is what God has placed within you. The definition, firstly, a miraculous faculty, an inherent spiritual power. The second definition that you'll find if you study it out, it says this, spiritual endowment, the ability, uh, excuse me, ability possessed or inherited by someone, spiritual endowment, miraculous faculty, that's the gift of God that God's placed on the inside of us, amen. You have been endowed with a supernatural impartation by God. There are supernatural giftings that God has placed on the inside of your life for the purpose of building his church and winning the lost. Amen. <laughs> Listen to the third definition. Third definition. Third definition. Religious qualification. Thought this morning, um, I'm called a pastor. Um, most times, call me what you want, we <laughs> don't care. But I'm called a pastor. A lot of people call me a minister as well. But God sees every one of His children as ministers. truth bomb for you this morning. Can I share it with you this morning? Truth bomb. We are not just sons and daughters of God. We are ministers for the Almighty, sharing the gospel using the gifts that He has empowered us with. We are not just sons and daughters of God. We are ministers of the Almighty, sharing the gospel using the gifts He has empowered us with. This is why Paul urged the early believers and why the Holy Spirit is urging us today not to be ignorant of the gifts that God has entrusted to us. So over the coming weeks, we're going to spend some more time in depth. We're going to look at Romans chapter 12. Uh, We'll call these gifts the the, the motivational gifts. These are the gifts God places within us from conception. Psalm 139, it says, You formed me in my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvellous are your works. Then in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which he prepared before and that we should walk in them. So firstly, we're going to be taking some time to look at what are our motivational gifts, the things that we are born with. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The second area of gifting that we're going to spend some time with is out of ephesians chapter 4 verse 11 uh, we'll call these gifts ministry or leadership gifts apostles pastors prophets evangelists and teachers these are known as the five-fold ministry gifts we're going to be looking at those as well what is the purpose of those how are they identify how do, how do we know what, what 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 they're meant to do within the body of christ in the life of the local church i mean that's the second area and the third one is 1 Corinthians chapter 7. We'll go through that text as well. We'll call these manifestation gifts. Amen. The Holy Spirit empowering a believer at a time of his choosing for a particular function in our lives. He may choose to manifest himself through a prophecy to someone or prompt us to pray for someone who is sick or even give us a word of knowledge. Amen. We saw that this morning. We were here and the Holy Spirit chose someone to manifest the word of prophecy. Isn't that awesome? A couple of weeks ago, this young man down the front, he received a word of knowledge from God in a worship service. What was happening? The manifestation gift. The Holy Spirit was there. He prompts someone. And as a result of that, they say, I feel God saying that there's someone in the building like such and such. And as a result of that, someone prayed and someone's knee got healed. The third area is manifestation gifts. The, the, the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. You know, that's why I want to encourage us when we come together. Amanda, amen. When we come together as a church, come together with hunger in our hearts, reaching out to the Holy Spirit. He wants to manifest himself. Hallelujah. He wants to manifest himself. He wants, he, he, you know, my prayer this morning as I was laying on the carpet here this morning was, Holy Spirit, uh, uh, reveal yourself. Reveal yourself, Holy Spirit. Come and move as you choose to. Come and do what you want to do, Amen. And I believe that should be all of our hearts and our heart's prayer as well. Holy Spirit, manifest yourself to the manifestation of the Spirit. As the Spirit chooses for the edification or the building up of the body of Christ. Amen. Tony and Allison. Good morning just felt during the worship that the lord wanted to say to you that you are on track i don't know what that means for you this morning but i just just felt that he wanted to encourage you this morning you're on track amen god is good so they're the three hey buddy how you doing bro (laughs) they're the three areas that we're going to delve more deeply into spend some time but as I conclude this morning, I want to bring just a couple of thoughts to your attention. And firstly, the purpose of the gifts of the Spirit. What, what is the purpose? Well, we find a, a, a bit of an insight into the purpose of the gifts of the Spirit. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, it says this, For as the body is one, and as many members, but all the members, that that one body, being many, are one body. So also in Christ, for by one spirit, we were all baptized into one body. Woo! Woo! You're not sitting a bunch of, um, amongst a bunch of strangers. Come on. Glory to God. We've been in some of those island, island praise and worship services and You know, no deodorant, no nothing going on like that and hands lifted high and music playing loud and we're worshiping God, but we're one body. We're one body. Hallelujah. Praise the Master. Is everyone happy? Just about to conclude... It says, for we are one body, so also in Christ. For by one spirit we are all baptized into one body. For in fact, the body is not one member, but many. Paul describes the church and uses the analogy of a body. Or another word would be a body. Sometimes I don't know why people show up, really, seriously. <laughs> a, little, a, little, um, a little rebuke um, towards me a couple of weeks ago, and it's probably healthy to share it because I think the Lord might be wanting to rebuke some of us about what we're doing with our gifts. I was um, just, just pondering and in prayer and, and just thanking God. I said, God, thank you for so many um, amazing people in the church and it, was, and it was sort of along the lines, Lord I, I don't know what I've done to deserve all these wonderful people and the Lord says, well that's because it's my church I went, radio. rightio, <laughs> rightio. <laughs> yeah I did So it was just a healthy perspective, again, that we're owners of nothing but stewards of everything. Uses it a body. When each part contributes to the body, it's healthy. It's functioning the way God called it to. It a few thoughts. If I lost my thumb, it affects my ability to pick things up. I tried yesterday to pick my pen up without my thumb. It was quite difficult. If my big toe was removed, it would limit my ability to be able to walk properly. I would probably walk with a limb. If I lost my sight, not, I would not be able to see my beautiful wife. But I would never be able to lead someone or lead people anywhere because I could not see because I'd lost my sight. If I lost my arm, I would never be able to wind in fish that are bigger than Blake's. Hallelujah. I wouldn't be able to do it. If I lost my hearing, I'd never be able to listen to people and hear the pain potentially in their voices as they shared what they were going through. If I lost my voice, my ability to be able to speak, I would never be able to encourage or to bring the good news of the gospel to people without a voice. If I lost my sight, I would not be able to look at others and see the pain potentially in their eyes. If I lost my hands, potentially I would never be able to embrace someone, and, well properly anyway, Probably like that. But you know what I mean this morning? If those parts of my body weren't functioning properly, then my whole body wouldn't be healthy. and and being able to do all that it's meant to do. Exactly the same way in the body of Christ as well. Exactly the same way in Shell Harbour Community Church. You see, Paul's message is that when we are not using our gift, God has entrusted it to us. It affects the health of the body. When you don't use your gift to build up the body, someone is missing out on the blessings God intended to show them through and by the gift God has given you. Truth bomb. You ready? What you are is God's gift to you. What you make of yourself and how you minister to others is your gift to God. What you are is God's gift to you. What you make of yourself and how you minister to to others is your gift to God. If you need to go this morning, because we're five past, I will not be um, offended in any way if you need to go. I know time's important for people. But before I conclude this morning, I really felt today that God wants us to be sober-minded about this aspect of our life and ministries this morning the gift i believe that there are many people in the church today that are sitting on their gifts they're not using their gifts to serve one another to serve the church but you know the gifts of god are so profound the bible says in romans chapter 11 verse 29 listen to it this morning the gifts and the calling of god are irrevocable God has called you and gifted you. You might walk away from Him, but the gift and the calling of God is irrevocable. Once He's placed it upon your life, it's there. And too many people today potentially are not doing what God has called them to do with the gift and the calling of God on their lives. Coming to church, sitting with your hands underneath your bottom, my gifts stupid analogy (laughs) you think it works that's good but should be oh god thank you that you've gifted me thank you that you've endowed me thank you that you've called me not not just to attend church but you, you see me as a minister lord a minister hallelujah We'll be talking about how we activate our gifts. We'll be talking about how do we discover our gifts. We'll be talking about how we practice the gifts of God. Amen. Hallelujah. All of those things. Dan, can I just pray for you just quickly? Just come on up if you would, Dan. I just felt the Lord really wanted to encourage you this morning. Um, Wanted to encourage you this morning. I just just believe that that he's about to bring to pass. Can I have someone stand with me, please? I just believe that he's about to bring to pass the desires of your heart. Hallelujah. He's watching and observing your faithfulness. He's aware of the way that you're stepping in and you're pressing in. Hallelujah. And there have been many desires. Some of those desires have have been eating away at your soul. And the Lord's just saying this morning, son, hallelujah. Be like Mary. She came and she just stood and laid in need at the feet of Jesus. Don't be like Martha, who was just all concerned with all the questions and all the things. And what if this happens? And what if that doesn't happen? The Lord's saying this morning, son, I see your faithfulness. Hallelujah. Be like Mary. Just keep coming to Jesus. Just keep coming and bringing the desires of your heart to him. And as you do that, God's about to bring those desires to pass. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. Jesus holy spirit just anoint him and bless him in jesus name hallelujah great young man like mary amen so i want to finish this morning with a text of scripture um many people this morning would know the scriptures and And if you do, I make no apology, but I just felt this morning that the Lord wanted me to read it to you and bring it to our attention again and bring it in context that we will be held to an account before the Lord for what we did with what he placed within us. We will stand before the Lord. I will stand before the Lord one day and he will say, Shane, what did you do with that gift of leadership? Did you commit to developing it? Did you commit to reading about it? Did you commit to practicing, to exercise? Do, what did you do with that gift? Or Shane, did you just sit on that gift and do nothing with it? The story and the context that I'm bringing to you this morning is out of uh, Matthew chapter 29, 25, I should say. The context of it, it's Jesus talking about the kingdom of heaven. What is, what is heaven like? What is God's kingdom like? What, where, where, Jesus, Jesus, one of the prayers is, Father, let your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. So earth is meant to be as a body, a reflection of what's happening in heaven. Get it? That's what he was talking about. These texts of scripture this morning are dealing with um, uh, uh, the, the topic, um, the talents. God giving talents to people. Now, some theologians will expressly say that this is just dealing um, with finances. I want to say this morning, I don't believe that at all. I believe you look at the context of it, it's talking about our whole life. And I would expect this morning, as the Holy Spirit has placed upon my heart, it's in direct relationship and context to the gift of God upon our lives. Amen. So I want to read it to you fresh this morning, just to bring some more clarification. But Jesus starts to, to share this morning, what is the kingdom of heaven like? For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country, who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And to one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one. To each according to their own ability. Underscore that in your mind. To each according to their own ability. And immediately he went on a journey. Then he who had received five talents went and traded them and made another five talents. And likewise, he who had received two gained two more also. But he who had received one went and dug it in the ground and hid the Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. So he who had received five talents came and brought five other talents saying, Lord, you delivered me five talents. Look, I've gained five more talents besides them. God entrusts us with supernatural abilities, spiritual endowments, he's calling us to discover and to employ them and to develop them. Amen? You see the return here. Lord, you delivered me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents. He said to him, well done, good good and faithful. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. He who had also received two talents came and said, Lord, you delivered me two talents. Look, I have gained two more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. When you're serving... And using the gift that God has entrusted you, there's a supernatural joy that comes with it. Amen? He said, enter into the joy of your Lord. When you're serving Jesus with the gift that he's given you in the area that he's called you to, there is a joy about it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I, you see people in the right place serving in the right area? They don't walk around. This sucks. This is just terrible. You know, why is me? Oh, dearie me, it's so bad being a worship leader. Rachel loves what she does. Why? Because that's her gift and that's her calling. So that's when she stands up here, she can do that. But for every one of us, there's a joy that's associated and attached to the gift that God has given us. Hallelujah. True. True. I will make you ruler over many things, enter into the joy of your Lord. I will make you ruler over many things. I believe this, as we are faithful in the the talents that God has entrusted to us, I believe that over time, as we are faithful, uh, God develops and builds the gift and expands the gift that God has placed upon our life. Amen? So you might have a little, you might think, an inkling maybe, I have a a gift of perception, a, a gift of prophecy, and... And, and, and I don't know, but, but maybe there are people here that have got a gift on their life of prophecy and maybe God's wanting to develop that gift and, and, and to, to the degree at one point that God will call, the people of God will call you a prophet. I don't know, I'm just saying. But it's being faithful to step out and then watching what God does. You've been faithful with the little... I will make you ruler over much enter into the joy of your Lord. We're just about done because I know tummies are rumbling. Hallelujah. Then he said to him, who received one talent. I came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you had not sown and gathering where you had not scattered seed. I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. I came to church every Sunday. I heard message after message after message. I was encouraged time after time after time. But I came to church and I sat in my hands. I hid the talent. I sat on the treasure. I was afraid because I heard you were a hard man. God is not a hard, callous person, but God expects a return on his investment. Did you do hear that, Christian, this morning? I believe that's under the Holy Spirit. He's not hard and callous, but he expects a return on his investment. He invested Jesus into the world hallelujah I better shut up I, just, I better conclude sorry guys I'm having too much fun up here I'm done now but answer said, "You, uh, excuse me. So the man where you had not sown and gathering where you had not scattered seed. and I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. Look there, you have what is yours." But the Lord answered and said to him, "You wicked and lazy servant! You knew that I reap where I've not sown and gather where I've not scattered. So you ought to have at least deposited my money, my gift into the bankers, and at their coming I would have received uh, back my own with interest." they will take the talent from him and give it to him who has ten talents For for to everyone who has more will be given and he will have an abundance from him him who does not have even what he has will be taken away I don't want to read this last bit and cast the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth one of the things that One of the things that breaks my heart is having seen people that were so gifted and so called by God no longer living under the grace of God, choosing to take another path for their lives. God wants us to activate our gifts over you know, the coming journey together. Like I said, we're going to open it right up. Allow God to stir our hearts. Amen? This morning, as I conclude, the greatest gift that any person can be given is the gift of salvation. The Bible says that God so loved this world that he gave his only son that whosoever should believe in him would not perish but would have the gift of eternal life I don't purport to know every person in this place this morning you're here this morning because God brought you here you may have thought that you've woken up and made a really cool decision to come to church but I guarantee you God's brought you here for a purpose and in particular if you have not received that gift of eternal life the gift of salvation then I believe this morning is your opportunity the Bible says in Romans chapter 10 verse 10 if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus died on the cross and rose again, you shall be saved. Could I have every head bowed this morning as we pray? If you're here this morning, you've never received the gift of salvation. If you haven't asked Jesus Christ to be your Lord and your personal Saviour, If you know that you are not right with God, but you would like to be made right with God, to make peace with God, to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior, while every head's bowed and eyes closed, would you just raise your hand very quickly? I won't ask you to come to the front, but someone would love to speak with you. Is anyone like that in this place this morning that has not received Jesus as their Savior, as their Lord, as their Master? I believe that there's an individual here this morning that just needs to make a decision. Right now, just give you a couple more seconds together. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we bless you. Lord, we praise you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, amen.